welcome to the 131st episode of The Week with Roger, a conversation between analysts about all things telecom, media, and technology from Recon Analytics. I'm Don Kellogg, and with me as always is Roger Entner. How you doing, Roger? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. So, Roger, we talked a while back about Mint Mobile being up for sale, and lo and behold, they just announced a sale. Can you tell us who's buying them and for how much? Well, guess what? Their host carrier, T-Mobile, is buying them for up up to $1.35 billion, 39% of that in cash and 61% in stock. So this could be a lot more or a lot less, depending on how well Mint is doing going forward, both until this closes and after and how well the stock price of T-Mobile is doing. And so when, when should we see this deal go through? They expect this to go, I think, to go through this year. But that's a big question mark, right? Mm-hmm. Traditionally, the FCC viewed MVNOs as non-issues in the market, as not real competitors in the market. I think they're very real competitors and customers swear on it, but because they're not real competitors in the market, in the old view of the FCC, they, they it didn't need an approval process. Now, this kind of all changed when the last FCC approved the T-Mobile Sprint combination and said like, we, we want to preserve a fourth competitor. And this will, at one point in time, the latest by 2027, build a network that's everywhere. And in the meantime, they will get Boost Mobile. And this will hold them over. And that way, we have four competitors in the market. So implicitly here, they said an MVNO is a competitor, right? Mm-hmm. So what's very interesting is what will the current FCC decide, right? Is it a competitor or not? And we have a 2-2, right? So I don't know who would be in favor and who would be against it because it could be either one. So that's very interesting. Also. This combination raises another issue, and that of is of competition on the wholesale market. So on one hand, you know, these MVNOs compete with against the network carriers and other MVNOs for customers. But there's also a market where carriers are selling their minutes and their data to the MVNOs. And that market is getting smaller and smaller. So ever since TrackPhone got taken out, right, that market got a lot smaller. So the bargaining power shifted from MVNOs, the power that they had shifted to carriers, right? And now we have another big MVNO that is being taken in-house. And so now when I look at after this, the three biggest MVNOs are Comcast, Charter, and Consumer Cellular. Mm-hmm. And 
you know, the way we ran our estimates, right? These guys were like number four. Yeah, I mean, I think the other thing that's really interesting about Mint is you know, they were so successful at that $15 and then also the $30 unlimited price points. You know, there's a lot of price pressure as we, you know, we've talked recently about how, you know, postpaid ARPA and ARPU has gone up over time. You know, in, in some ways, the MVNOs are able to exert pricing pressure in the other direction, right? Well, and and Mint or, or Kaina was, was quite unique. Based on what, what I know is they had probably the best wholesale deal in wireless. And that enabled them to do $15, $30 plans that others could just not do. Then they got that deal by being the first guy, the first guys who went to bat for T-Mobile, that it would be okay for them to buy Sprint. And, you know, that gift keeps on giving because the, the wholesale deal was so good that I think by now it made it cheaper for T-Mobile to buy them than to keep, you know, giving them the great deal. You know, when we look at valuations, right, most recent big sale was Consumer Cellular, roughly 4 million customers for $2.35 billion. And so, you know, since everybody in the market knew that, and the mint guys were shopping this around for like $400, $500 a sub for at least two years. I think somebody finally bit, right? And if you take $500 a sub, it's, what was it, 2.3 million, 2.3 to like 2.5 million, which is, you know, where we pegged them, which by the way is like, massively overpriced the npv like the the value that a an, an a service provider gets from a prepaid customer is like a hundred maybe two hundred dollars over the lifetime of that customer and and they're paying substantially more but you know don i think you know we did a lot of work on on like satisfaction and growth and tell us a little bit more yeah so i mean i think you know we're we're talking to 8,000 people a week with our, our survey research. And what that allows us to do is dive really deep into you know, some of the smaller providers, including Mint, right? And one of the things that we've seen, I, I know you, you say it's overpriced, and I think I probably agree with you on that front. But from a satisfaction perspective, when we look at how Mint customers feel about their service. And, you know, again, remember that net, net promoter score is a measure of how fast, theoretically, your company should be able to grow via word of mouth and, and, and you know, positive reactions from customers. Mint was on top of everybody, right? So to the extent that they were really making their customers happy and to the extent that, you know, I think T-Mobile continues to look for sources of, of growth, Right particularly, you know, as they have become really, really expert at migrating people from prepaid to postpaid and then kind of moving folks up the ladder on that ARPU and ARPA, I think that that's a, it's an attractive target, right? So the value of something is what one person is willing to pay for it, right? And T-Bumble was willing to pay this for Mint. And, you know, based on our data, you know, they're, they're a fairly exceptional MVNO 
with respect to the level of satisfaction they were able to drive from their customers? Well, because they sold the T-Mobile network for a lot less, and most people actually knew it was the T-Mobile network. And they were like, yeah, no kidding. I like, I like the T-Mobile network. It works for me, and I can have this here for half the price, if not less. Of course, that makes you happy, right? And at the same time, I am sure the T-Mobile the executives went through their numbers and saw how many customers they were losing to Mint. And they're like, this can't be real. You know, uh, like, when was that? Well, I mean, we, we see this we see this dynamic with Verizon and the, and the MSOs, right? Where you can get the Verizon network for a lot cheaper, right? And 15 years ago, I was in a meeting with with the senior Verizon executives, and we were looking through that numbers, and they were like, "Who are these guys?" Oh, okay, track phone or, or straight talk on whose network they are on on yours, and they're like, "What?" <laughs> these guys are beating us or taking couple hundred thousand customers that should have been ours and they left from us and went to them. No way, no how, right? And there were some apparently interesting conversations 15 years ago between the guy who had to run the retail business and the guy who had to run the wholesale business at the time. And I know them both well, right? So that was must have been an interesting conversation. I know it was with probably expletives flying. But uh, here it might be the same uh, situation because John Fryer runs the retail organization and wholesale either is out of Mike Cuts or, or Cali Fields, right? And so I'm sure this will make a lot of people happier because now they capture all of the revenue and all of the value no matter this. And by the way, this is a great cultural fit, right? T-Mobile wants to be the insurgent. And who's a better insurgent than Deadpool? And the guy who plays Deadpool and likes to play him in real life too, minus the stunts. You know, I agree. Uh, what is your thought on kind of the aggregate MVNO market? Is this, you know, long live MVNOs or or RIP MVNOs, you know, it seems like this is one of the more successful exits recently, right? But like, as you say, the market for MVNOs has shrank, right, from a wholesale perspective. You know, when you ask an MVNO, what do you want to be when you grow up? And I think most of them would say, like, I want somebody to buy me. And so MVNOs are very successful when they focus on a niche that the big providers can't or don't want to serve effectively, right? They do well under that entrepreneurial leadership. Look at, look at TrackPhone. This is not a merger that's doing very well, right? They're losing customers. You know, this is not like the happy ending that I think Verizon anticipated. At the same time, I don't know if how, how happy the Mint relationship will be. If they leave Mint and the Mint team alone, 
then it has much better chances than when they integrate it. But I always say people don't buy other companies to leave them in peace, maybe six months, maybe 12 months. And then most companies don't have the discipline to leave a, a company in place the way it was and the way it was successful. But right, it's like a shiny object, you know, it's, it's something in your mouth and you play with it and play with it. And it's the same way, they can't resist it. It's the hardest thing to, to, to leave something alone. And so I think the biggest problem is, you know, they say that, that, that Glickman and, and, and another key lieutenant are going to stay around. But are folks like, like Aaron North going to stay around, right? Are they going to stay around till the burnout? Yeah, probably, definitely, right? There's money on the table. But, you know, the biggest challenge with acquisitions is always, what are you buying? Because if things go poorly, you're buying empty chairs that are temporarily, you know, occupied. Yeah, although, I mean, I, I think you could probably say that T-Mobile has been more successful than most in terms of buying other other carriers, right? I thought the, yes. the Metro integration went really well, right? By all by all accounts, it seems like the Sprint integration is also going going well. I think what's interesting about Metro about Mint, I should say, is that I think if there are kind of two core strengths in, in two different dimensions, right? On one hand. They did very, very well with marketing, and that's all you know. Aaron North and, and Ryan Reynolds and and doing this kind of insurgent marketing that worked really well, got the name out, and helped them grow. The other thing, which I think is you know obviously very attractive to T-Mobile, the other thing that I think is really interesting that they were really good at that the wireless industry has been chasing for a long time is direct to consumer. Right, Mint was in operating stores, and everybody's been trying to figure out how do you sell wireless without a store footprint for a long, long time, because the margins are so much fatter when you don't have to pay a workforce of, of people to sit there in the store and, and be there, whether or not customers show up and, and you know all that sort of thing. So to the extent that I think there's a lot of direct-to-consumer DNA inside the Mint organization, it'll be interesting to see how that flows through to T-Mobile, right? I'm with you. T-Mobile has a lot better chances than, than many others. On the other hand, Deutsche Telekom will take over T-Mobile in the not-so-distant future, and Deutsche Telekom will exert and will have the power to exert a lot more influence because they will own more than 50%. We'll see if that change is limited to the boardroom and the executive team or if this snowballs further down and ultimately goes all the way to mint. I don't know. We'll see, right? Yep. Well, it's definitely interesting in, uh, news, and we'll definitely keep an eye on it as the merger goes through. I'm sure we'll have an opportunity to update as well. So Yeah, it will be fascinating. And there's always room for another MVNO, right? Somebody else can launch it and do that. Yep. All right, we'll talk to you next week. Bye.